Well, we have been passing the peace and sharing the love. You can feel it in here. This is a wonderful day. It has been an absolutely wonderful, awesome summer. And we are here to share that, to praise God, to thank him, and to look forward to what he wants to do. One of my very favorite things is to hear how God is working in people's lives. I just love it to hear God moving, that he's active, that he's making a difference. And today we get to hear from three folks who are going to share. First, we'll have Leslie Custer, who's going to share about what God did in her life and the life of others through swim ministry. And then we're going to hear from two of our tweens, our rising sixth graders, Waverly Phoenix and Edival Muyunga, about what God did in their lives this summer through um, children's ministries. So, Leslie, come on up. Good morning. My name is Leslie Kester. For several years, I have gotten that probably familiar-looking green flyer that comes. Oh, I'm not sure what month it comes, but it has a frog on it. says, I didn't even know I was drowning. And every year I'd look at it, and it seemed like there would be some reason why it was just not the right timing for me to get involved that year. At CHPC, we hear about connecting. Well, this year, I was the connection that God used to link a couple of kids in need with two ministries. The first one was CHPC's swim ministry, which has been around for 35 years. Okay? Yep, 35 years. The other one was WizKids, which is a faith-based tutoring and mentoring opportunity through the schools. During the school year as a WizKid tutor, I worked with a rising fifth grader named Chastity. She was a Finneytown student. She had a brother named Tommy. And they both attend WizKids and signed up for a special WizKids week at King's Domain. Many of you are familiar with King's Domain. Well, <laughs> prior to that week at camp, Chastity confided to me that she didn't know how to swim, and neither did her brother Tommy. And that really kind of bothered me. But I phoned their mom, phoned Sam Stair, swim ministry. Both kids were going to go, get to go to a week of swim lessons, and I would be the transportation. Mom is a single mom. She has no means of transportation and a full-time student. So I would be the transportation connection and stay for the lesson. That's the great part, staying for the lesson. Tommy and Chastity worked their way down the pool from the shallow end to the deep end. Often I could see them high-fiving their teacher halfway down the lane, or I would see their teacher checking off a new accomplishment that they made. Um, and it was just... I, I can't even tell you how exciting it was because these were two kids that did not know how to swim at all. Um, they weren't afraid of the water, but they didn't know how to swim. Okay, I, They could not wait until mom's one day off a week, which was Friday, because mom was going to get to come see. Mom was amazed and grateful. The kids were obviously sad that the week had come, out, come to an end, as was I. Um, but the story is not really about how Tommy and Chastity learned how to swim. It's about the opportunity and the privilege 
to connect kids and family in the community with God's resources. Swim ministry, as I said, is 35 years old. Scholarships for kids like Chastity and Tommy came from several places, the Greater Cincinnati Foundation, the Lord's Bounty, CHPC Endowment Fund, and individual donors. It was a staff of 110, and they taught nearly 500 kids how to swim over those three weeks. The swim ministry is great training ground for mentoring future Christian leaders. I personally was thrilled to see several kids who I had not seen since my children were in three C's, so we're talking three and four, rise up through the ranks to teach others. That is, in fact, the goal of three C's ministry. And I can say that um, it also was a real uh, blessing to these kids to see people like Bob Claude. Many of you probably know Bob Claude. They knew Bob Claude because he's a masterful storyteller for whiz kids. So to see him there again was just a, a real blessing to them and to me. It kind of tied things together. To sum it up, this week just blessed me immensely. I, I had chills. I was nearly in tears the whole week as I watched. And I was just the driver, okay? The energy is contagious the minute you hit the pool deck. I can say to God's glory that it was a week that these two kids will not soon forget, nor will I. And I hope that these two kids, Chastity and Tommy, will return until it is their turn to pass on this blessing of teaching others to swim and not just teaching others to swim. For the record, all went fine the week of King's Domain Camp. Came to find out that the pool pump was broken and nobody got to swim. But the kids took it in stride anyway, and they had a great time. If you haven't ever visited kids at King's Domain, it is a hopping place with contagious fun also. The week culminated in both Tommy and Cassidy acknowledging Christ as their Savior. For them to experience... For them to then experience the love and fellowships of swim ministry so soon after that camp decision for Christ was just another example of God's amazing timing. Great blessings come when we, the church, jump in as a connection to bless the community with God's resources. Thanks. Is that awesome or what? Man, it's good news. Thank you, Leslie. Now we have a video sharing from our two tweens, Waverly Phoenix and Edival Muyunga. My name is Waverly Phoenix, and the thing that I liked best about camp was um, curd wars. And the thing about curd wars that <laughs> we threw oatmeal shaving cream and water balloons and I think flour at each other, and that was really fun. The big decision that I made was that I accepted Christ for the first time, and that um, the people who helped me do that was Miss Leanne, who was the camp director, and my friends, who had went through a lot, and I told them what I went through, and we just really bonded. So. The way that it affected me is I get up every morning and I read my Bible and pray. I do it more than I used to, so it's a it's a, like a very big difference for me. 
and now I um, I don't fight as much as my brothers. I don't fight my brothers as much, and I talk to my sister a lot. So, hi, my name is Edible Yanga, and I'm a part of Queens. So my favorite part of Queens is when we got the challenge cards. The challenge cards were like things that you were supposed to do that have to relate to God. And I really liked the challenge cards because we had to kind of think about it. So when we thought about it, it gave me a lot of ideas and that actually helped me better and think about to be a better person in God. I really like being in a group of six skaters because they were my age group. They kind of felt what I understand it, so it'd be better. And because they were all Christians, so they kind of did understand it what I might have go through at that age. And so it was really good to be with them than rather to be with a mixed age group. I've learned a lot this summer because of Job, the story, it, it, it really relates to me because Job, had to keep persevering and I had to do that too because of my heart surgery. And he would always, God, God always had faith in him, even though the devil kept trying to make him get away, get away from God, he kept persevering. And I was like that with my heart surgery. It was really hard, but a lot of people prayed for me and I persevered through it. So Job was related to me. Those are just such great stories, and I know that we had both of those two kids in tweens and at camp, and they were just great kids, and it was just great to see how they grew um, in their relationship with God during the summer. Um, I'm going to be reading Psalm 66. I'm reading the NIV version, so that's different than the one that's in the Pew Bible, but um, you can follow along on the screen. Shout with joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise to your name. Come and see what God has done. How awesome his works in man's behalf. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you to all the kids and the youth and the adults, everybody who went into making this an incredible 
incredible summer. They just seem to keep get better every year. Do me a favor, look at the person next to you and say, how awesome is our God? And turn to the person on the other side too. There we go. They missed it. They were upset. Okay. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to give you a little head start here about what the teaching's about. This is what the teaching's about today. Or this. Keep that in mind. <laughs> so for the next 15 minutes, you're going to go, I wonder what that is. Okay, let's. I asked if we could do this Psalm 66 uh, for the celebration today. It's one of my very favorite passages of Scripture, especially uh, verse 5. Come and see what the Lord has done, how awesome his works in man's behalf. What a great way to end the summer. What a great way to get everybody together and say, look what's going on. I don't know about you guys, but I love picking up old photo albums. For you, those of you who are under like 20, they're books with pictures in and <laughs> things like that. It's before the computer came up and you can watch slideshows. But I love going back. I love uh, going back and looking at our wedding album and, uh, and looking at my beautiful wife who doesn't change and looking at the little skinny guy next to him and wonder what happened to him. <laughs> Handsome fellow though. Uh, but it's good. It's good to remember. And it's good to remember up here, but it's even better to remember here. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and there, are, there are five things, five things about remembering that Psalm 66 talks about. And the first one is we need to remember to praise him. We need to remember to praise God. And, and doesn't that sound kind of obvious? Doesn't that sound like, well, we should always praise God, right? Why do we need to remember to praise him? I mean, shouldn't that be part of our everyday life? And, and yeah, it should be, but we're kind of a sinful, fallen people. And every once in a while, I just need that nudge to praise him. Maybe it's a song that we sing or a scripture we read, a specific person that we hear speaking. Maybe it's just something that someone says, like an 11-year-old kid talking about how awesome God is that nudges us to praising God. And I love to hear the stories. Did you guys enjoy those stories this morning? Wasn't that phenomenal? That's what being the body of Christ is about. And we have one more story for you today. Uh, one of our youth, Dan Scheid, is going to come up and tell you a little bit about his experience on the youth mission trip. Hey, I am Dan Scheid. I am 15, and this is going to be my third year in Crash, and I got to go on the 2011 Confrontation Point Ministries uh, mission trip this year, and I thought it was an amazing trip, and we did so many things, and you could see God in so many ways, but it was not without its faults. Almost nothing, uh, nothing went according to plan. So all of us had to be very flexible, and I'm going to give you a couple examples of just some of the things we did there. Uh, the first one was at the work sites. There was two work sites. One of them, what we had to paint the exterior of a house. And another one was we had to build a deck for a trailer home that did not have one. 
and both of those were um, equally challenging, but it wasn't so much the work that I thought was um, the hard part about the houses. It was balancing the uh, doing the work and playing with the children that came at the house. There was about there was two little girls at each house, and they required a lot of attention. Um, the uh, the palace we had to paint. They had a lot of pets, so we had to pet everything from the dogs to cats to bunnies to chickens to everything. <laughs> and the other house, they like to play a lot of games, so Twister and this game called Zip Bong. That was very interesting. Um, but it was it, I, I liked how the little girls they just wanted to play all the time, so you had to kind of balance. You know, standing on a 10-foot ladder, painting a house, trying not to get paint everywhere, to petting Hoppy at the same time. So, and uh, on the other work site, using a table saw and trying not to cut off your fingers while playing Twister. So, I mean, that, that, that was kind of a challenge, but that, it was, those two things were great, and I'm glad we, I got to do that. The second part was at uh, the campsite. It rained every day. It was not as we would plan it. We would want to stay in tents and have everything go according to plan. But God had other ideas, and all the girls' tents got rained in, so they all had to relocate to a pavilion. So, but I was, I was amazed at how, uh, how good everyone did with it. So I, some, I saw some guys giving the girls their sleeping bags and sleeping mats and all that, and I was just amazed at how well everyone did with uh, all the change. So we, uh, everyone did a great job at the campsite, and I was very happy with that. And the third thing that happened that you, anyone will tell you about when you ask them, how was Confrontation Point? They will tell you about the canoe trip. It was a very, very uh, interesting and even dangerous canoe trip. And um, some, some people could have gotten seriously injured or killed. And I'm not exaggerating on that. It was, it was a very high river, and we didn't, we did not think that it would be that bad. But um, I was very happy to see everyone who kept their heads cool and just everything for the situation we were in, everyone did a very good job with that. And that's how I really saw God in the whole trip is everyone just, every, for all the problems we had, uh, they took it well and you could see God in it almost every day. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. After uh, the first service and, and this one uh, with Dan, we have changed the youth mission motto to, uh, we bring them home alive. <laughs> we don't want to set the bar too high for these trips. I always wanted to do a t-shirt with like two hands like this going, look, mom, I have all my fingers. It's good to praise God. It's also good to be, number two, thankful. It's good to remember to give thanks. In fact, um, after that verse where it says, come and see what God has done, in 6 it says, he turned the sea into dry land and they passed through the waters on foot. We all know that story, right? If you've ever been in a Sunday school room, uh, if you've ever sat through one of Grandma Carol's lessons, if you've ever been in a Sunday school where the flannel boards have come out, you know the story of God delivering the Israelites out of Egypt through the Red Sea. It's good to remember. The third thing is, 
it's good to remember the hard times and to learn from those too. In fact, after another few verses of praising, the psalmist says this, For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our back. Not a lot of fun there. It's not always a good time. You let men ride over our heads. I'm not exactly sure historically what that means, but it doesn't sound comfortable. But then I love this. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. It's good to remember the hard times. In fact, one of the things that Dan talked about was our canoe trip. And the canoe trip was was unexpected uh, adventure. Let's just talk, let's just call it that. And, and we do plan things. We are as safe as we possibly can be. So if there are any parents out there, just, you know, we don't try to kill the kids uh, most of the time. Uh, so we got down to the river. It was a beautiful day. It was kind of hot and we're all thinking, oh, this would be great. We'll be on the river. We'll splash each other, have a lot of fun. We were with an experienced guide. Her name was Anna, a uh, lifeguard, great guide. And she says, okay, we're going to get in. The, the river's a little high. It's a little rough. So we're going to get in and kind of go to the right and then start heading downstream so we can kind of get used to the water uh, before we go. And we did. We got in and within five minutes... Uh, my amazing wife, Donna, and, and my amazing youth leader, Jenny Key, uh, capsized in the rapids. And God granted them the wisdom to get out and say, we will meet you back here. <laughs> the rest of us had no such message from God. So we continued down the river. And I've done canoeing a lot. Uh, working with youth a lot, you do a lot of canoeing, a lot of stupid stuff you probably should never do. And we were in the canoe, and I have never seen a river on a canoe like this before. We were hopping in the canoe. The rapids were so hard. We were being driven down the river, and we got to a point. We got to a point where there was, in the distance on the left, was a rock about the size of a small school bus. And, uh, and I'm not exaggerating. It was, a, it was a big rock. And it was hanging over the river at about a 45-degree angle. And our guide said, what you need to do is you go around the corner, stay on the right, which I'm going, there's a rock on the left. It makes sense. So a few of our people passed, and they stayed on the right. They were the lucky ones. They, they hit the rapids right. And... Then I noticed a lot of the canoes started being pulled toward the rock. There were rapids, and they were fast. And they were being pulled directly at that rock. And, and, it, and I noticed they didn't really hit as so much as they just got pulled under. And I was in a canoe with Dan and uh, Katie Verhagen. Uh, the three of us were in a canoe. And, and we are doing everything we can. We're paddling against the current. We're paddling away from it. And we are just getting sucked into that rock. And, and it was terrifying. It really was a scary thing. Uh, most of the teenage boys were like, that was the coolest thing ever. Um, being an adult responsible for kids, I'm going, <laughs> we, we came up on that rock and we got literally sucked under in a vortex and pulled under. One of the canoes was lost for almost an hour, which was kind of funny. We were in the middle of lunch and it popped back up. Um, we got pulled under and I popped back up and we're 30 feet downstream. 
we had been under uh, that long. And, uh, and I told Dan and Katie to go to the shore, and I would grab the canoe, uh, being the amazing swimmer that I am. Uh, that's sarcasm, by the way. And, and I tried pulling the canoe in, and, and for I don't know how long it was. It felt like an hour. I'm paddling against the current, trying to get this canoe back. to the Finally, I, God gave me the smarts to say, okay, it's just a canoe. Let it go. <laughs> I'm not the brightest person, okay? My mom's right there. She'll tell you. Uh, hi, mom. Um, and I let go of the canoe. And I was just getting ready to let the canoe ag- go, actually. And I just, I had no gas. I'm done. And I had one of the old-style life jackets that, instead of floating, was filling with water and pulling me down. And they always say, you know, lean back in the life jacket. And I'm leaning back in the life jacket. It's pulling me under. I said, this is not how it's supposed to work. Thankfully, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Hannah Smith, uh, who's an uh, awesome lifeguard, jump in the water and come over to help me. And uh, we were able to get the canoe to the opposite shore. Uh, and Anna, our guide, came over. And thankfully, the two of them let me get back in the canoe and head back over. And... Uh, it, it was scary. It, it was a really terrifying time. And we we went down the rest of the river, had a good time. By the time it was all over, we were swimming and having fun and splashing. And as we were heading back, uh, Anna and I were heading back to get the, the vans to bring the kids back and get the canoes. And Anna looked at me and her eyes began to well up. And she said, I am so sorry. We have trained on this river for months And if I would have known it was like this, I would have never taken you guys on this river. And at that moment, God spoke to me and I said, you know what, Anna? Here's the thing. Had the river been normal, we would have floated downstream, had a nice time, eaten our lunch, maybe even gotten a little bored. But because of the events that happened, we all grew a little bit. As one of our friends used to call those things memory makers. And so now instead of being the the footnote in this story, it has become, look what God has done. He took us through fire and water, but he brought us out. And God is good. And that brings us to number four, which is to be encouraged by that blessing. Look what God has done. And, and finally, to remember the promises we made to him. It says, I will, I will come to your temple with burnt offering and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised, my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I made promises on the river. <laughs> Not all of them were to God. Um... One of them was, I probably need to talk to Sam about some better swim lessons. (laughs) Um, But we all make promises in those desperate times, don't we? God, if you just get me out of this. God, if you just bring me through this illness. Lord, if you just do this. Even in the good times, we do it, right? We have those amazing services. We're all hyped up and worshiping. We're like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to go do it for you. And then God reminds you, go, well, I didn't like really mean now. But we do remember so that we do go do the things that God has called us to do. And I told you at the beginning that this is what it's about. This is a, a kush ball. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the, 
the Koosh ball. It is a little rubber ball. It costs about a buck. Two weeks ago, I was at Target. And when you first walk in Target, there are the dollar bins. And they put them there just for me because I'm a sucker for those things. I'm like, ah, cheap stuff. Um, and I was in there and I was looking for, for stuff like this because we give away stuff like this at, at youth group and that. And there was a little girl about, yay big, about three years old. Beautiful little girl, blonde, curly hair, big eyes, those big cheeks that, you know, you just bought them from JCPenney or something. They're so amazing. And she was there and she walked up to this bin of all these different colors of balls. And she picked one up. And just like any three-year-old would do, went up and said, Mom, can I have this? And her mom said, no, put it away. She put it down. Picked it up again. Three-year-old. Can't drive a car. Doesn't hold a job. But she's smart. I need this. The mom's like, no, put them down. You have like six. She's sitting there with these huge eyes, just looking at her mother, holding the koosh ball. I'm pulling out a dollar. I'm like, look, here, I got $3. Buy her all of them, you know, whatever. And so she finally relents and puts it down. They start walking away and she walks, she looks back and she looks and goes, mom, I would just love to have a ball like that someday. So I'm, I'm sitting there watching all this go down and I'm, I'm between laughter and tears because I want to give the kid the ball. And so finally, the last thing is they finally leave the dollar bins. She does one final effort, makes one final effort for the ball, turns around, looks up at mom like one of those precious moments dolls. Someday, I would just love to have a ball like that. Psalm 66, come and see the awesome things that God has done. To that little girl, this was the coolest thing in the world. It's a buck. It's squishy. Looks like a frog's thing at there. It's amazing. It was the most important thing during that three-minute thing, that three-minute time period that she has ever seen. That's what Psalm 66 is about. It's about the little kid grabbing the shirt tail of their mom or dad and pulling and saying, come and see the coolest thing. That's what today's about. That's what the kids were talking about on the video. That's what Leslie and Dan were talking about. That's what our songs are about. Come and see what the Lord has done. How awesome his deeds on man's behalf. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to go out and say, you got to see what God did? It's the coolest thing in the world. I went to CP. I went to camp. I went to tweens. I went to youth group. I went on a mission trip. I went there. I went there. And this is what God did. God is amazing. We have got to give him praise. Amen.